was a rumble in the jungle Once I heard dad was outside again Counting birds and mama plugged in the nightlight And I saw the queen of the world Mama plugged in the nightlight and I saw Hello, the queen Hello, welcome to the Golden Hour Birth Podcast We're so happy to have you back I'm your host Natalie And I'm Liz and today we're back for another special birth podcast with Liz, number two, baby, sweet baby girl, Vivian. Vivian, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to share that, sorry. Um, and yeah, so um, we'll kind of jump right into it because you obviously know a little bit about Liz. I know we want to know every piece of you, Liz, but <laughs> we can go ahead and jump into um, how you and Jason were ready and knew you guys were ready for baby number two. Sure. Yeah. So um, we had Arthur in um, 2019 and um, he had just turned one. We had a big party for him. <laughs> Everybody came over. We decorated the living room with um, his favorite YouTube video. <laughs> Which literally stayed there until you guys moved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because right after his birthday, COVID hit. Yeah. And um, we were working from home, and the living room turned into our office. Yeah. And we didn't want to take the decorations down because it was festive and <laughs> made it not as sad yeah. that we couldn't go to work. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so. You know, COVID hit and everyone was kind of sent home and shut down for two weeks. Joke, like, such a joke now. I know. <laughs> like, that turned into two years. Yeah. <laughs> and ongoing. I know. Um, and so when we were home, it was kind of like, it, you know, we were having fun. Arthur was home, his daycare clothes, and the three of us were just having fun and um it's seemed like kind of a good time to start trying <laughs> for baby number two <laughs> lots of alone time and <laughs> not much to do <laughs> otherwise it's not like we could go out to restaurants or yeah you know do much else so yeah we started trying um for Vivian and um you know, COVID kept going and <laughs> Staying like it's home a little more, more. Further, more than two weeks. And then um, so we got pregnant in like late April, mm -hmm. I think. And um, right after we got pregnant, Jason got furloughed mm. from his job. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh, OK. Um, they, you know, just he. Well, I'm not going to get into what he does. <laughs> and, and around that same time was, um, you know, when George Floyd got murdered. Mm -hmm. And there were protests going on a lot in St. Louis. Um, so it was it was a pretty tough time for everybody yeah. at that point. Yeah. And... I don't think we thought, like, oh, shit, like, did we make a mistake or anything? We were like, maybe it wasn't <laughs> the best time, but obviously we're so happy now. Yeah. <laughs> we have, you know, our little baby. But, um, 
Yeah, so um, I w- had hoped to give birth at the birthing center again, mm-hmm. where I had Arthur. Um, so I made an appointment there, and we went for my first appointment, and um, it was great. You know, yeah. I love the midwives there. And Do you we remember were, when that was? Um, I think it was around June. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, um, yeah, so if we got pregnant in April, yeah, we were about six weeks, I guess, yeah. to get the, you know, confirmation. And um, when I went, I, my blood pressure was a little bit high, <laughs> just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, Do you remember the numbers? No, not really. Yeah. I have it written down somewhere, but they weren't, like, concerned. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're, you know, it's a little bit high. And then I'm like, oh, well, I also have that, like, white coat syndrome where I get just get really nervous around. Yeah. And because of my last experience having high blood pressure and the end of Arthur's, you know, birth where my blood pressure was really high and being, um, you know... Um, pr- not pressured, but they were saying that I might have to go upstairs. Um, yeah. I was just kind of nervous to see like what it what it was. But in all my um, postpartum visits and everything, it was normal. Yeah, and I had like a yearly checkup um, with the midwives, and everything and like was the, normal. Yeah, it's like the first thing that they do. So like you're already just like walking there, like. <laughs> Yeah. getting like all the emotions built up yeah and, and we're it. just excited for being pregnant you of know course. and like yeah I don't know they don't really give you a chance to just like chill and rest before they do it yeah so it was again one of those like well can we take it after and I think we did take it after the appointment and it was still kind of elevated so we talked a little bit with the midwife um about my blood pressure and just how you know, because it was a little bit high in the last pregnancy, what are there any steps I can take to, mm-hmm. um, you know, help with my blood pressure? And, you know, they didn't really say much, just diet and yeah. exercise and try to relax. <laughs> and um, I went home from that appointment and I think it was it might have been the next day or. I don't know, a couple days after where I got a call from the midwives and I think it was Jenny and she's like, Oh, you know, hi, how are you doing? I'm, um, you know, I've got some bad news for you. I was like, okay. She's like, well, you know, we looked over your chart from your last pregnancy and based on your last blood pressure reading, um, we're risking you out of the birthing center. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like I need some normal language yeah, here. Like, <laughs> do I can I still come? <laughs> so they said that no, I I wouldn't be able to give birth there, and I would need to be under the care of um, someone else. Basically, they didn't say like, oh, you need to go to an OB, but they basically said that since my blood pressure was high, that I needed you know extra monitoring. Yeah, and um, I kind of you know, um, not argued with her, but was kind of gave her some pushback, like, well, is there anything I can do 
like I could do extra monitoring at home and Mm -hmm. maybe we can, you know, just take it month by month and see what happens. And, you know, if my blood pressure keeps going up, then, you know, we can think about it. But it was so early in my pregnancy. Like, can't we just see how things go? Yeah. Because I had um, gotten a blood pressure machine and I started taking my blood pressure at home and it was completely fine. Yeah. Just like I, I mean, I had it from Arthur's birth. So, you know, I started taking my own blood pressure and every time it was totally fine. Like whatever normal is. I wonder what it was. I mean, I guess it had to be the white coat syndrome because there's no other way to describe that. I know. And I'm like, can you just give me one more chance? (laughs) One more chance, please. Like, don't break up with me. (laughs) You don't even know me. Oh, so yeah, I definitely cried a lot, and I it was that. just like it was a shock, you know. Yeah, like that was my plan. Exactly, the birth center. I so, know. like, people write this, you know, magnificent birth <laughs> plan, and here Liz is completely getting her pregnancy plan crumbled. Mm-hmm. So I know, and during COVID, which I know, like doctors' offices were like so much more strict with the visitor. Mm-hmm. The birthing center was amazing, and like letting the partners so come yeah thankfully jason got to be there yeah i remember like talking a lot about this with you because i think like at that point that you were risked out like we were at the point of trying and so i know that we like had a few conversations and it was really emotional for you yeah yeah it was sad yeah <laughs> it was sad <laughs> i know we're laughing i definitely that. grieved <laughs> yeah that a little bit because for sure yeah, I had this whole vision idea in my head. Yeah, of giving birth there again, you know? They're just, like, so intentional there, too. I feel like the OBs, which I know that you kind of shared in Arthur's birth story, it's just like, okay, any questions? Thanks, mm-hmm. bye. I'm not trying to, you know, hurt any OBs out yeah, there. there are some really good ones. There's some really great ones. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just the care is just different. Yeah, it is different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I ended up asking for a recommendation from the midwives for an OB. And they have an OB who oversees the midwives. Mm-hmm. And when they have like things like this with my high blood pressure or whatever else comes up in a pregnancy, they always run it by this, you know, this particular OB. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know, she'll be really good, um, maybe similar care to yeah. a midwife. And, yeah. like, maybe she'll be warm and fuzzy like the, the midwives, you know. Mm-hmm. So I made an appointment and I went to see her. And um, she wasn't my favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty, um, like we were just describing, very, like, okay, any questions? Okay, all right, next. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And... You know, I described my situation and how I had wanted to give birth in the birthing center and how I still wanted to try and you know have a natural birth, even if I was going to be in the, you know, hospital and things like that. And I just didn't feel like she listened to me and really cared yeah. about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well, you're diagnosed as having high blood pressure. So this is how we're going to treat you. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't have high blood pressure in my appointments with her. I kept track of all this. And I would, like, 
download my medical records mm-hmm. after visits and things like that so that I could keep track of everything. And I didn't have high blood pressure. And so after every visit, I'd be like, you know, or, you know, during the visits, I would ask, you know, oh, how's my blood pressure? And she'd be like, it looks great, you know. And so after a couple visits, she like casually mentioned, oh, well, you know, since you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, um, we induce, you know, patients like you at 37 weeks. And I was like, well, but I don't have high blood pressure now in this pregnancy. Like I had one reading Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of my pregnancy and I had it with my last pregnancy, which a lot of things that happen in one pregnancy doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen in this pregnancy. You know, they don't always transfer over. Like you can have gestational diabetes in one pregnancy and not in the next one. Yeah. So it's just, it didn't really make sense to me. That she was just, like, giving me this diagnosis and just giving me this blanket statement of, well, yeah, we're going to induce you. And I was just, like, really taken aback by that. So I ended up hiring a doula who was amazing and had so much knowledge about this. Mm -hmm. And she really encouraged me to ask a lot of questions Mm. at my next appointment. And I went in there with, like, a list of questions. And we're gonna have a little talk. (laughs) And I don't think she liked that. I don't think the OB liked that. I was like questioning her. Of course not. She went to medical school. (laughs) And like I completely like I get that. Yeah. But it just didn't fit my situation. Yeah. And I wanna know like why. Like, okay, if I'm being induced to 37 weeks, I would be okay with that if I felt like Everything backed that up. Yeah. And 37 weeks is so kind of risky. Yeah. I mean, obviously, of course, some babies come naturally then. Some babies have to come out at 37. But that's still pretty early. Like, yeah. You still have, like, lungs to, de- to be developed. Yeah. So. And I just didn't feel like in my situation it was warranted. Yeah. But, she, yeah, she just didn't like my question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, like, any of the specifics of that? I think it was just mostly like, well, why can't we just keep monitoring my blood pressure and then see how it goes, mm-hmm. like how I progress? Like, okay, so if I have start having high readings towards the end of my pregnancy, then can we talk about induction? And she yeah. was just like, no. And you were still like 20-ish. Yeah, I was pretty early. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't even know if I had had my anatomy scan at no. that point. Yeah. Like, it so was early. still really early. Yeah. And then she kept saying, like, well, we don't need to talk about that yet. And I'm like, well, kind of. We do. Because if this is the plan we're going with, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, we still have, like, 20-plus weeks to go. Why are you making plans? But you're also not making Right. Plans. Like, yeah. you're not <laughs> being open with me about talking about it, but yet you're, like, saying this is going to happen. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I just didn't get a good feeling. Jason didn't get, have a good feeling either. Yeah. And um, so I remember going back home and talking with Jason, and then we talked to our doula, mm-hmm. and she was just like, well, you know, you have options. You know, there are other OBs. There mm-hmm. are other practices. You could even do a home birth. You know, there are a lot of options. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> and I need to advocate for myself. Like, if I'm not comfortable, like, do I really want her in the room mm-hmm. while I'm pushing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. If I did, I just didn't have that good feeling with her. Yeah. So I ended up um, meeting with a couple of midwives who do mm-hmm. home births mm-hmm. and weighing my options, um, looking at the cost and just my health record, mm-hmm. me being a little bit older, also my high blood pressure. And then the big thing was that I had the retained placenta yeah. in Arthur's birth and they had to hand deliver it. And I was losing a lot of blood if that were to happen again, which again, just because it happened in my first birth doesn't mean it necessarily was going to happen again. Yeah. But I was pretty traumatized by that. So I thought if that happens again, I want to be in a hospital, you know? Yeah. I, I know that midwives can handle that kind of thing. At a home birth, um, but I was, yeah, I'm just scared. Yeah. So some of the two um, midwives that I met with that have a practice have an OB that they work with. Um, and I met with him, mm-hmm. and he was so kind and um, seemed more on the midwife level yeah (laughs) not as much you know medical diagnosis yeah 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 so um I really liked him and I explained you know my situation and he said you know send over your medical records and I'll take a look and you know at your next appointment we can talk about your birth plan and I'll give you you know my honest opinion (laughs) you know and he said you know similar like well you know because you had high blood pressure it's you know it it could happen again where um you know you you need extra monitoring Mm -hmm. and um but i can take it week by week with you you know i'm not gonna say that induction is off the table yeah but i'm not gonna say that we're definitely doing it yeah at this point (laughs) So ways to go, honey. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up, yeah, go um, switching to him, mm-hmm. and I liked him. Um, he was, yeah, he was just really nice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And um, my doula also had uh, a lot of recommendations for natural ways to lower my blo- my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like walking every day and made yeah. some changes to my diet. And um, she referred me to this herbal clinic and um, I got some like specialty teas and mm-hmm. tonics. Shout out to Forest and Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> Place is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And um, they are specially made for me. So, like, I did this huge intake and had a long meeting and, you know, explained everything about my health history and what our goals were. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, she creates these amazing teas and tonics that, you know. Yeah. Really helped. I remember going there with you and being like, this place is, like, in my neighborhood. 
how am I not know about this? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got to come back here because uh, I got to get some calm for this. Yeah. Constipation. <laughs> All that. <laughs> yeah, and they had like the elderberry syrup mm. and um, even like postpartum. Yeah, I took like milk tonics and yeah, mm-hmm. milk tonics and all kinds of stuff. Their raspberry tea is actually what sent me into labor. Yeah, <laughs> forest and meadow, <laughs> great place. <laughs> um, let's see. So, um, around this time, I also started feeling like not myself. Um, you know, there was COVID, mm-hmm. there was Black Lives Matter protests mm-hmm. going on, there was just personal stuff going on mm-hmm. with my pregnancy. Um, and I started just like, I, I didn't feel like sad, but like I was having a hard time finding like the joy mm-hmm. in things, mm-hmm. which, you know, when you're pregnant, you want to feel like happy, you know. It's kind of perfect that we're doing this right now because it's maternal mental health awareness yeah. week, yeah. And, and mental health awareness month. Yeah, too. and yeah. <laughs> here's me on the other end learning this for the first time. So, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I mean, it was COVID, so we weren't seeing a lot of people, so nobody really knew. Yeah, like COVID. Was I mean, we were so like weird. wiping down groceries. Yeah, that was a weird. Weird time. There it was, was a so toilet weird. paper shortage. Like <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> ah. Started meeting with a therapist online because nobody was doing in person. Yeah, I don't know what anybody is. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and it was one of those things. Like, well, I'm not really sad. You know, I just don't feel like happy. Mm-hmm. Like I felt happy, but just not like the, the happiness that you normally feel. You know, you just don't feel yourself. Yeah. So um, she was. Like, you know, you can meditate, you can walk, you know, all these things that, like, when you're not feeling yourself, you don't want to do those things. Mm -hmm. But they're the things that are going to help you. Yeah. (laughs) So you get into this, like, cycle of, like, "Ah, I'm going to go do this stupid walk for my stupid (laughs) mental health. And, like, (laughs) but it helps. And they did help, you know, and talking to Jason about it helped. And I think that. That's always the hard, a really hard part is just being open about it yeah, with your partner. For sure. Um, because you don't know how they're going to react or like, well, why are you feeling like this? Is mm-hmm. it my fault? Or mm-hmm. are you not happy in this relationship? You know, you, you start cycling out and yeah, just, but being open and talking about it, you know, definitely helped. It was just like a really weird time too. Like, Wes is one right now, and I cannot imagine still working from home and having him. Yeah. Like, you guys were in the thick of it. There was no other other place to go. Towards the end of my pregnancy, um, my blood pressure did start rising a little bit, Mm -hmm. but my OB still felt comfortable with the numbers and what I was doing to help, Mm -hmm. you know, with... um, my walking and you know I never had any like signs of preeclampsia or anything yeah um I didn't have headaches or you know vision changes or anything like that so weekly I would go in and he would do ultrasounds yeah where he would check the position of the baby and check the fluid levels yes and everything would be fine 
Um, I didn't have to do any stress tests, which was good. Did you even, like, check your protein in your urine? Uh-uh. Because that's, no. like, what they did for me at the birthing center when my blood pressure started to rise. So I was just wondering. Yeah. No, I don't think it was that high. And, like, he had me monitoring it at home, too. Mm-hmm. So he would say, take it in the morning and at night. Mm-hmm. And if it's ever above this level, like, he gave me some numbers. Yeah. Um, call me. And it never was. At home, it was always, like pretty normal yeah yeah i don't know something about (laughs) going into those offices (laughs) i don't know um oh yeah one other thing was since it was covid um the policies were changing like every other day oh yeah and it'd be you'd hear these stories of like moms going and having to give birth by themselves Which that just sounded like the worst thing for me. And Mm -hmm. I kept saying, like, if Mercy ever goes down to not having any partners, I was just going to have a home birth. Like, yeah, that was pretty much my solution. (laughs) Um, But they never did. They always let partners come in. And then by the time um, it got closer for us, we were able to have a partner and another support person. So that was my doula. Ditto, yeah. So that was nice. And we didn't have to get tested or anything. Um, that would have sucked. I've, You know, you hear of people, like, they're testing, or their husband tested, with a, and then they didn't have any symptoms, but then they weren't allowed in. And, I know. Or, like, the mom's on the COVID floor, like, yeah, just quarantined away. and Away from baby. Yeah. Which was, like, crazy. That's crazy. Because the studies yeah. all showed, like, evidence-based studies showed that baby have, baby being with mother was the best, yeah. even if you tested positive. Yeah. And they were, like, still separating babies from yeah. mothers, which, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. I had Wes a year in, and, like, even then, with, like, the possibility of having COVID, I still could not imagine like what those mothers went through Mm-mm. and like shout out to oh my gosh all those moms that possibly could have been taken away from their baby during that precious time yeah like, oh my gosh i can't even imagine and those who had to get birth alone yeah i mean that just sounds like you need your your person there i know we were in covid <laughs> and like don't think i realized how much was actually going on. I'm just, like, thinking back to that, like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so is there anything else that, like, feels important to add for this journey <laughs> until delivery? I think that was uh, it for my pregnancy. Yeah, my pregnancy for this birth was way more. <laughs> way more. Like, <laughs> Arthur was, like, easy breezy. It was so easy. <laughs> and I thought that that's how Vivian would be, too. You really had it. But it was. Like, it actually was an easy pregnancy. It was just all of the provider changes. Outside factors. Yeah. Yeah. And so that threw me into a spiral a couple times. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So, pregnancy was good. Again, I liked being pregnant, you know. Yeah. It's a special time. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so, Vivian's due date was January 1st. Mm-hmm. 21. 
And we had um, Christmas. And we are bumping up to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your little belly, my big giant belly. <laughs> Literally, like, do any day to like 20 weeks. Yeah. So it was perfect. Um, yeah, we had a really, really good Christmas. It was really good. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I t- took it easy. Mm-hmm. And I remember even. <clears throat> My, my parents and Jason's parents like, okay, well, what do you guys want to do for Christmas? And we're like, we will let you know that day. <laughs> <laughs> There's no planning ahead. Yeah, I'm six so. days away from my due date. <laughs> if we have the baby, then we won't come. If we don't have the baby, then we will be there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we had a really good Christmas. And um, I didn't think I was going to make it to New Year's. Yeah. Didn't think. <laughs> I mean, by the time that we were leaving Christmas at Sam and Jason's mom house, mom's house, we were like, all right, the next time we see you, <laughs> there'll be a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then, let's see. After Christmas, I kind of did want to make it through Christmas. I didn't want to have a Christmas baby. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it through Christmas. And so, after that... I started doing some kind of natural, um, you know, oxytocin boosting activities. We know what that (laughs) means, Liz. (laughs) And, well, because I I also had the possibility of still being induced. Yeah. So I just didn't really want to be induced. Um, I, I just heard stories of, you know contractions when you've been induced from Pitocin and they're really strong and they are really intense and I still wanted to do a med-free birth so um, I was just trying to do everything I could naturally which is also (laughs) I um, pumped I started pumping with a hand pump Mm -hmm. um, with permission from my OB (laughs) And I would go, I went to the chiropractor, um, like once a week mm-hmm. and then eating dates and the res- red raspberry leaf tea, bouncing on the yoga ball yeah. and some SEX. <laughs> um, <laughs> in case my mom's listening. <laughs> Betsy will totally be into this. And, um. Who, who knows if that stuff helps or not. I like to think it does. Um, because when I went in for my 39-week appointment, um, everything looked good. Yeah. But my blood pressure was a little bit high. And it wasn't high enough to say, like, oh, you need to go in right now or do any stress tests or anything. But the doctor decided to schedule my induction Mm -hmm. so um it i mean since 20 weeks or i mean even before that we had been wondering am i going to be induced yeah am i going to be induced there were like Mm -hmm. pros of being induced like you know when it's going to happen which would ease my anxiety a little bit about when i'm going to be induced and like getting child care for arthur yeah um just kind of knowing you know What's going to happen when, but I was also nervous of being induced, um, just not knowing how that would be. Yeah. Um, so I just really wanted to 
not be induced <laughs> as much as I could. Um, so once it's funny though, but because once the <laughs> induction was planned, I felt like a weight lifted off of me because yeah. it was like, okay, was, well now we can plan. It was scheduled the 29th or 30th of December. It was scheduled on the 29th evening. That's it. And then at 8 p.m. Yeah. So that day, so at that appointment, after we scheduled the induction, he, my doctor asked if I wanted to be checked. Um, well, he said that it would also help know which kind of induction we could do. Because if you're like not dilated or effaced at all, they have to start with something else. But if you are, then they can start with a different type of drug. So there's like a couple different like types of, yeah. It's like softening the cervix, mm-hmm. which like they insert. Mm-hmm. And then. Or there's like the fully bulb. Yeah. Which is just like a balloon they stick up <laughs> to help you yeah. dilate. Anything's or they can just start you on Pitocin. Like mm-hmm. there's just a couple different ways. So I don't really know the details of that but he said like if if he checked me then he would kind of have a better idea of where we would start so you got checked Mm -hmm. so I got checked and while I was down there I just said you may as well give me a sweep (laughs) (laughs) so um it wasn't painful or anything I heard some stories of Uh, people having painful sweeps it was a little painful but I mean it it does go by so quick that it's like okay we're good yeah (laughs) um did he give you a number of how far along you were yeah I was two and a half dilated Mm -hmm. two and a half inches centimeters two and a half centimeters dilated (laughs) (laughs) and 80% effaced wow so I was pretty you were ready to go (laughs) and that was December 28th right yeah Okay. The 28th. Mm-hmm. And um, I had had plans to go over to my mom's after that appointment. And mm-hmm. we were going to do pedicures. Mm. So I called my doula on the right, on the way there. And I told her what was going on. You know, yeah. that my induction was scheduled. And then I got a sweep. And then I'm going to get a pedicure. And she said, ask the pedicurist to do a leg massage. Like, a, not, not like a foot massage, but like. There's a special leg massage that they can do where they, like, hit these pressure points. That's awesome. And can help, like, induce labor. So I go and I get the pedicure and, you know, I'm joking with um, the nail, my nail guys. His name is Bill. And um, he's, you know, saying, like, if if I put you into labor, like, you're going to have to name this baby after me. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy the little girl. <laughs> it was a really fun day. Yeah. Um, so. Any day is fun with Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, we were just like, okay, well, let's make plans. You know, we're going to drop Arthur off tomorrow mm-hmm. um, morning and then we'll, Jason and I will get to rest the rest of the day and then we'll go in for our induction and Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens you know and um so that night we went to bed and I woke up around 1 30 (laughs) cramps (laughs) wondering oh okay is this am I going into labor (laughs) I just love this part that like you schedule an induction 
for that night. And then, like, baby, just impeccable timing, which I think I told you on the phone that day of, like, wow, this baby just really knows when to come. Mm-hmm. Because you, you didn't really want an induction. No. Even though I, I knew that, like, planning ahead has to be nice. Yeah. And I just would, I would do whatever is safest for baby. Yeah. Know? I feel like because we did schedule it, I was able to relax. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that probably helped induce the labor a little bit. Because yeah. when you're, like, super relaxed, you know... Everything just kind of, all your hormones start going, yeah. you know? Loosey goosey. <laughs> so, yeah, I woke up around 1.30, had some cramps, um, and tried to go back to sleep and woke up again around 2 and started timing the cramps. And they were definitely, like, contractions. <laughs> <laughs> cramps turned contractions. Yeah. So I got up and... Um, I took a bath just to try to relax Mm -hmm. and I, um, just, it was similar to my last, um, labor where I just didn't like sitting or, um, laying down or anything like that. So I took a pretty short bath and it was just kind of uncomfortable. I think I put on some music and just like laid there for a little bit and was like, yeah, no, (laughs) I'm done with (laughs) not feeling it. So I got up and took a shower, which thinking back to Arthur's pregnancy, the shower was when it really like set things off. Mm -hmm. So maybe it wasn't the best idea (laughs) while I was still at home, but um, it felt really good. And I think I showered until the water, the hot water ran out (laughs) (laughs) and the, my contractions picked up a lot. And I remember just being like, oh, okay, these are pretty strong. So I called the OB and let him know, and he was just like, whenever you feel like you want to go in, you should go in. He's mm-hmm. like, I, you've done this before. I trust you to know when to go in, you know? I love that. <laughs> and he was like, labor at home if you want. Yeah. You know, similar to the birthing center. So mm-hmm. he, they wouldn't have sent me home, but yeah. <laughs> they, he knew that what I kind of wanted. So... I called the doula and me call. Well, first I called my mom (laughs) and she was supposed to have her phone on. Like, so when I called, it would ring, Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't. And so she was supposed to be my person to come over and watch Arthur, Mm -hmm. but um, she didn't answer. So I called Natalie. (laughs) Thankfully she was up because she was pregnant. 20 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Having to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, yeah. And then I woke Jason up. I let him sleep this time. (laughs) (laughs) He better be thankful. (laughs) Yeah. Woke him up and was like, okay, it's time to go. And he was just like, what? No, it's tomorrow. We're we're going tomorrow. We still have tomorrow to rest. I'm like, no, sorry. (laughs) I can't believe he, like, didn't get up through the shower running or anything. I think he did. And I just said, just go back to sleep. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Just rest because... (laughs) I've got this. Yeah. This time. <laughs> I don't need you, like, following me around this time. Picking up my clothes and my water. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, when Natalie got there, um, I remember, like, kind of giving you the rundown of, like, Arthur. Like, okay, so Arthur, um, I think, 
my mom was going to come and take him to daycare. Or were you going to take him to daycare? I don't remember all the details now, but I would, like, pause in between and, like, have a contraction. Yes. (laughs) It was, like, literally gearing me up for what's to come. And I was like, wow, she's doing this really well. (laughs) Thank you. And then I remember making toast. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to eat. I'm yeah. going to eat before I go in. Because yep. I don't know how long this is, labor is going to be. Um, so I was, like, making toast and trying to make Jason eat, too. And Yeah. And it was, like, the end of December. So it was freezing. Yeah. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. And I remember, like, knocking on your door and, like, no one's answering. I'm like, what happens? Like, aren't they in labor? Did they go back to bed? I'm, like, knocking. I'm, like, calling you and Jason. And you're like, one minute. And then it like more like five more minutes. <laughs> and you finally answered. Oh, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to bang on the door either. Yeah. Like, Wait, let me in. And then wake up Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Poor Arthur I was just sleeping in his room. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we went to the hospital and just so different going to the intake, the welcome center, I guess it's called. Like triage. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the birthing center. Mm-hmm. Because you go into a room that's like curtained off. Yeah, no privacy. No. And then they're like, okay, hop up there, take off your clothes, put on this robe, and then we're going to check you. And I'm like, do you have to? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't have to. I'm like, all right, I guess. I don't remember anything, really, of, like, what they said. You guys got to the hospital at, like, 4 a.m.? Let's see. Yeah, it was around 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I remember waiting down there for a while for, like, a room, too. Mm. And I told him from the get-go, I said, I want a low intervention room. Yes. Which is good. What good thing about Mercy is that they have low intervention rooms where they have the big beds. Yeah. Like the birthing center. It's a double or a queen-size bed. Mm -hmm. And then they have tubs in the room. Um, So, yeah. Is that the only difference? I think so. Yeah. It was pretty big. It was a big yeah. room. I don't know how the regular rooms are, but. Yeah. The regular rooms, like, definitely don't have that, like, extra large bathroom. Mm. And then just, like, a single hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bed was awesome. <laughs> Those um, beds, yeah, were awesome. So we got up. This whole time, yeah, I was having contractions, just standing there, swaying. The nurse would be, like, asking questions and. I think they asked, like, the same questions over and over. And I'm like, like, they're asking for my insurance card. And at at the birthing center, you do all that stuff prior. Of course. And they don't ask you a single thing when you get there, except, Mm -hmm. like, what can we do for you? Yeah. (laughs) You know? I just walked in at my point. And just, like, they were like, hey, Natalie. Yeah. You guys know me by this point. (laughs) So different. And they were like, yeah, like... Give me your insurance card. Sign this. And I'm like, what? No, I'm in labor. Like, yeah. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Get me up to a room, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like hanging on Jason and just swaying. And, you know, I got the low. They said they had a low intervention room. 
they were getting it ready and um, a nurse came down and was like, do you want to go in a wheelchair? And I said, no, I just want to walk. <laughs> so we're walking and I'd be like, oh, I'm having a contraction. I need to stop. And I'd have the contraction and we'd start walking again. And we got to, up to the room and um, I told Jason, start filling up the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we're going to check all your stuff. <laughs> we're going to put monitors up. on you. Yeah. And then we're going to, they had to like check the baby's heartbeat and then mine. But I asked them for wireless monitors. Yes. Um, but first they had to do like the non-wireless to like check. And then they like synced it, I guess, mm-hmm. to the wireless. And then like the wireless wasn't working and it just like took forever. And then this, Guy walked, I guess he was a doctor. He walked in with this machine and he's like, oh, I'm, and I looked at Jason and he go, what is he here for? <laughs> like, I, I, there's so many people in here. Did he look like a doctor? He was young. I feel like doctors never come in with machines. They're just the ones who come in and it's like, oh, we're going to like deliver a baby in three I seconds. Don't know. Okay. I guess he was a resident maybe and he had to check the baby's position. Mm. I don't know. And I'm like, like how do you care? How do you need to look at the position? I don't know. They just did like, I guess it was an ultrasound type thing. And he just like pushed on my belly a bunch. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, baby's head down. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) And he had been head down from like all my ultrasounds. I don't know. That just seemed like an extra step that I didn't need. Um. So I feel like from the time we got to the hospital and the time I actually got into the tub, it was about an hour. Mm-hmm. So, so very different from the prison center. Yeah. And once I got into the tub, I felt pretty good. My doula had gotten there by that time. Mm-hmm. And she, like, turned all the lights off, yes. put little candles around, yeah. turned on the um, diffuser. Mm-hmm. And it was, she closed the door. Yeah. To the bathroom. So it was just Jason, her, and I in there for a, about an hour. I mean, the nurse would come in and just kind of peek her head in, and I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> I'll tell you when I need you. <laughs> I'm sure this is not like normal. A typical night for, for patients. You. No. To, yeah. <laughs> I remember starting to feel like pretty uncomfortable. In the tub, and I remembered laboring on the toilet mm-hmm. with Arthur. So I, I thought, oh, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. So I stood up. I had already gone through transition, and my doula was so great, just helping with um, getting through those contractions. And it was again, it was a really quick transition, mm-hmm. um, and she would again do like oh let, let's do like the low moaning and yeah then, you know that kind of thing and it's just so helpful i don't I, everyone should get a doula <laughs> they are amazing it's amazing yeah. <laughs> even if you have an no induction man, yeah and no epidural what kind of birth. I think birth, they're just such a great support system they really are so i remember standing up and um my water broke mm-hmm. <laughs> right then. Just a gush, like the movie. Yeah. Like gush. You know? 
And I'm, I like looked out. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? And <laughs> I kind of like looked at Jason and Stephanie, and I'm like, I got to get out of this tub. This baby is coming, like right now. And I'm like looking, and you have to like step out of the tub yeah and I couldn't figure out how to like lift my legs over the tub because <laughs> I had no strength and, like tree stumps <laughs> and I thought like if I lifted my leg up the baby would just kind of f- fly out seriously like, I could not figure it out so like they had to like help me like hoist me out of the tub <laughs> and um Stephanie went and got the nurse and mm-hmm. said she's about to have the baby mm-hmm. and Jason's like helping me to the bed and the nurse is like okay she comes in she's like okay I'm gonna check you and like I don't know why the, I like this baby is coming so I go okay fine so I lay down on the bed and she checks me and she goes okay yeah you're a 10 and you're fully a face I'm like yeah I could tell <laughs> and a contraction started and I like jumped out of bed just like I didn't want to be laying down. Yeah. And I looked at Jason and I go, this baby is coming now. <laughs> and he's like looking at me and like looking at the nurse. Cause the nurse is like walking away. <laughs> like, okay, I guess she'll start like getting ready to push soon. Oh my God. And I'm like, no, like this baby's coming now. <laughs> I remember saying that. And the contraction, her head came out with that contraction and you didn't even push. No. Oh my god. And the the nurse and Jason and I'm like lady like look back and the nurse like comes running <laughs> and her and Jason are like diving under me. I'm standing there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of like slid out <laughs> while I'm standing there. <laughs> and they caught her and she was like pretty slippery. They yeah. didn't have towels, you know, they yeah. were just like Come on, your birthday like <laughs> hit the floor. Oh my god! Wow, it was that like fetal ejection reflex. Yes, I remember like one hundred percent. Jason texted me like, "Yeah, we kind of just like dove to Cotter," and I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy." But now I'm like hearing it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it was unreal." And I mean, <laughs> it was so fast. It was, like, so more intense. So much more intense than Arthur's birth. It sounds like you didn't even push, though. That's no, like I the didn't. Part. I was just, like, standing there. It's wild. And I'm like, oh, she, just, she's coming out. It <laughs> makes me want to have another baby. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> um, so, yeah. She had, like, a short cord. Yeah. So she couldn't come up to my chest. So she was just like on my belly mm-hmm. for, you know, a couple minutes until they cut the cord. And that's when the OB came in. <laughs> Were you still just like standing up in that position, holding her? For a little bit. And then I kind of like backed up to the bed. Yeah. You know, because I was pretty close to the bed still. Yeah. And then I was sitting on the bed for a while with her, like on my belly. And they um, wiped her off and. Did you uh, think about checking the genitals at this point? Yeah, we did that right away. <laughs> I like looked down and I was like, oh my God, it's a girl. <laughs> Which, guys, like that doesn't happen very often for this family because so many boys. So many boys. 
So many. I thought for sure, like, I'm having a boy. Liz is going to have a boy. I thought 100% that it was going to be another boy. Yeah. And we were like, how are we going to love another boy as much as we love Arthur? (laughs) It just happens. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. There's... The heart just grows. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So it was just unreal how fast she came out. I went into labor... Like around one thirty or two yeah. AM. Yeah. And she came at five forty one. Five five fifty seven AM. Okay. So almost six AM. That's crazy. So it was a four hour birth. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I'm just like, what? I remember texting yeah. Jason at like seven thirty when Arthur was awake and being like no way that like she's still in labor. I just don't. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Like I think that you know she's already birthed a baby, and Jason was like, "It's a girl." I'm like, "No way!" I'm like Arthur, you have a sister. Oh my god, just so crazy. It was so special. Yeah, it was. Yeah, girl. No, she's just the best thing. Oh in my the gosh, world. she's a wild child. I love Holy her so cow. much. She fits right in. To her she family. really does. She's perfect. She's so go with the flow, like chill yeah. little girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So after the OB got there, you know, I had been pretty nervous about my placenta coming out easily <laughs> because of my last experience with Arthur just being, I mean, that was hard to go through mm-hmm. so I was just like please please just come out yeah <laughs> and I was holding Vivian and um just doing my my golden hour mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were the OB was just basically like pressing on my belly a lot mm-hmm. and um just massaging it and he did it it was probably about 30 minutes where he was pressing on my belly, and I know that he knew of my history, too. Yeah. And um, just tried to do everything so that he wouldn't have to, you know, hand-deliver my placenta again. Mm-hmm. And um, it ended up coming out naturally. So good. Which was good. Yeah. I was thankful for that. <laughs> Did you feel like you were bleeding as much as you were with Arthur? No. Okay. No. No. Yeah. No. Definitely good. not. Uh, I didn't even feel anything. And then um, I got stitched up and um, started breastfeeding with Vivian and um, nursed, you know, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when we got transferred to um, mom and baby, I was like up right away. Like I felt so good. That's awesome. Like, so much better than after Arthur's birth. Mm-hmm. Like I just had energy. Yeah. Um. I felt like I had just like, like, ran. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like I had that like those endorphins and that yeah. adrenaline, and I was just like, I just birthed the baby in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just amazing. And um, because of COVID, we didn't have visitors we weren't allowed visitors which was um, so different than Arthur so different so we were like facetiming everybody yeah and just showing everybody Vivian and 
All um, of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> she had a lot of hair. So much. <laughs> and we named her uh, Vivian Jane after my two grandmothers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we just like really enjoyed the day and, you know, tried breastfeeding. And um, I think a lactation consultant came. And I had brought all of my pump equipment. Oh wow! <laughs> to the hospital, and they were like super impressed. Like that is impressive. You're like prepared, and yeah. I started pumping right away. I um, asked for all the equipment for the hospital grade pump. I started doing that. I started hand pumping. So I had I was getting out colostrum. That's awesome. Um, and so I was able to feed that to her, and then. We did a little bit of direct feeding. Um, and then by day two, I think it was. So we sent her to the nursery first for nighttime. Yeah. Um, we did with Arthur, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we needed our sleep. But they yeah. bring them in every two hours. To try. Anyways. Yeah. To try and to check you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> I needed oh some God. sleep. Yeah. So the second night, I think it was, um, I felt like she wasn't getting much from the breast. So I just asked for formula. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start it right right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a great nurses. No one pressured me into, oh, well, are you sure you don't want to try breastfeeding or anything like that? They were just like, sure, here you go. Yeah. Do you know how to do it? you know how to wash the nipple? You know, just whatever. Yeah. And then... That time I asked for extra formula as we were leaving. <laughs> Is this charged by insurance? And they said, no, we get it donated. Or not donated, but free, basically, from Enfamil. Yeah. And she's like, I'll bring you a couple cases. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was amazing. And, yeah. like, this hospital stay was, I mean, Arthur's was nice, too. Um, we got to bond with him and, you know, just really hang out but this was like (laughs) kind of a um a break from arthur too Mm -hmm. um so we brought our roku (laughs) and plugged it into the hospital tv (laughs) jason they let people they let the partners leave and come back and Mm -hmm. he went to um, the grocery store and brought back some little bottles of champagne (laughs) and we celebrated we were watching our shows and I love this. Oh, gosh. The second baby just, it just seemed, we were like, we got this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of, like, ironic because we were talking about a second baby today. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, it's just going to be so much easier. We'll just, like, know what we're doing. Yeah. It's different. It is. It's different. Yeah. You know, like, I had, we had the more eventful pregnancy with Vivian. But, like, our postpartum was... Oh, my God. Just so different. I mean, mm-hmm. we just, I after all the struggles I went through with Arthur, mm-hmm. I just thought, like, I'm not, I'm just not going to put myself through that again. I'm not going to put the pressure on myself again. Yeah. I even, I did take another breastfeeding course mm-hmm. because I was like, now that I know my what happened, maybe I can do it better. I don't know. Get ahead of yeah. it. Yeah. So um, I took, like, a specialized breastfeeding class online, and it kind of helped. I was able to latch her on better, but I had the similar problems where I just had, like, 
um, supply mm-hmm. problems. I yeah. didn't have a lot of supply again. Yeah. My milk came in faster, but it just wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, I pumped around the clock. So I started pumping with Vivian right away. And um, when I think it was about a week into her after she was born, I stopped direct feeding Mm -hmm. because, again, it was just like it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't working for us. Yeah. (laughs) And so we did. I pumped and I did formula. Mm -hmm. And um, with our doula package, I actually had a lactation consultant come um, and she was great. I told her, like, my past and what happened with Arthur and then how I kind of wanted to approach it with Vivian. And she was, like, super supportive. And she helped me check um, my pumping equipment and Mm -hmm. make sure that everything fit well, which was nice because I hadn't really had that um, support before. So, um, yeah, so that was nice. Um, I think I... I didn't even end up pumping for very long with her, too. I know. It's just like... I feel like Arthur's birthday was, like, five-ish weeks in of Vivian's mm-hmm. life. And you're like... Remember you telling me, I stopped pumping today. And you were, like, <laughs> so happy about it. I'm like, hell yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my mental health is just more important than breast milk. It just... It just is. It's not... There's no it's question. It's not even a question. Yeah. 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 I mean, like... I think we're both obsessed with big little feelings. Yeah. And, like, Dina is going through that. And I'm, like, I just support her for, like, being so open and honest. It's, like, my mental health is more important. So I'm going to do what works for me, my mental health, my family. Like, you just, you can't be mad or, like, anything against women who take, like, their mental health and, like, their priority over their family Mm -hmm. and themselves before, like, anything else. Like, there's no breast is best. It's fed no, is best. No, it's a the dumbest here. campaign ever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Formula is life saving, not yeah. just for like babies, but for moms too. Yeah, it's none of our business how you feed or how do you feed your baby. Right. Just as long as they're fed. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's beneficial for both of you. Yes, and um, well, speaking of, it was. I don't remember exactly when, but I did feel some of the anxiety, like, starting to creep back in. Yeah. And um, this time I reached out to a a psychiatrist. Mm. And she was like, oh, I can try it. You can try this medicine. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I want to feel good. I want to feel normal. And I've, I've tried two different medications now. And the one that worked I've been on for over a year now and it Mm -hmm. is fantastic and I feel like so much better (laughs) like I'm a huge advocate for doing what works for you and not feeling like societal pressures for just feeling bad about mental health you know yeah so yeah that's been great Mm -hmm. I like it and a, a therapist you know, yeah. they even the psychiatrist said like medication plus the therapist is like a good route to go for me. Yeah. So just have to find that support system. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very different pregnancy, very different journey from Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, but great. Both pregnancies just amazing. Little miracles, you know. <laughs> I know. 
They're both so amazing. Yeah. So can't get better than that. The cutest little brother and sister. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to like, they're going to give us a run for our money. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much it for my, my Vivian story. Mm, I just (laughs) still love her so much. She's (laughs) She's just the sweetest. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm really glad that you kind of went into like your postpartum like journey too of mental health, because I think just during this week of like maternal mental health, it's like you're just advocating for you and women all around us that mm-hmm. need that support. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, kind of just closing out here. Um our golden hour Instagram has been deactivated. <laughs> oh gosh, so many issues. <laughs> it's so please feel free to follow me at Nat underscore golden hour. And I'm at Liz underscore golden underscore <laughs> underscore hour. And our Facebook is at the golden hour dot birth podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have a website www.thegoldenhourbirthpodcast.com where on there you can find our blog, our episodes, and um, links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So feel free to connect with us there. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.